Greetings, Stay Frosty Park Runners. Welcome to the seventh edition of the Stay Frosty Park Run podcast. My name is Emu, and I'm going to be your host for the next 20 minutes. This week, I'm going to be looking a little more closely at park runs abroad. There are too many to cover in one podcast, so this is going to be part one of three. And to keep things interesting, I'm not going to record them all one week after the other. Week one, I'm going to be looking at park runs in Australia, Canada, Denmark, Finland and France. I've picked these because I'm working my way through the different countries alphabetically. Jay and I have only done one park run abroad, but I suspect all future holidays may be planned with park run in mind. I'll be telling you everything I know about my featured park run of the week, and of course letting you know whether I have to run a marathon in the spring or not, plus how we got on in our latest park runs this week. As always, if you'd like to get in touch, please feel free to drop me an email to stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or you can leave a message or a comment on the Stay Frosty Park Run Facebook page. I know I've mentioned this before, but I'd just like to re-emphasise at this point that if you're planning on running a park run abroad and you've never done so before, you do not have to register for that particular country's park run system. Your barcode that you've registered for in the UK or wherever you started will work perfectly well at every single park run all over the world. You only need to register once and then you look after that barcode and you take it with you wherever you go, just in case there happens to be a park run nearby. So to get the ball rolling I'm going to look at each of the countries in turn that I've nominated for this abroad park run podcast and I'm going to look at some of the statistics relating to each of the countries just to give you a, a feel of when the, when things got rolling there for park run and uh, what sort of numbers they get at their various different park runs in the different countries. So working through the countries alphabetically and starting with Australia. The first park run was Main Beach on Australia's Gold Coast in Queensland. It was launched on the 2nd of April 2011. There are now 337 events in Australia. Most of the park runs are on the east coast, stretching from Cairns in the northeast down and around Port Lincoln in the south. There are also 13 park runs on Tasmania and 34 in Western Australia. The largest number of park runners at any one event was at Albert Melbourne on the 11th of February 2017, and they had 997 runners. The smallest number of park runners was three on Kangaroo Island. The start times seem to vary a little bit, but are usually around 7 or 8am, with the runs in Tasmania starting at 9am. Australia is also the home of the original Park Run podcast, Park Run Adventurers, who I have to thank for mentioning my podcast and gaining me a number of Australian listeners. Moving on to Canada, the first park run in Canada was Okanagan Park Run, now listed as the Kelowna Park Run on Wikipedia, which started on the 20th of August 2016. There are 21 park runs in total, although it does say 20 according to statistics, but 21 on the list. Most number of park runners was also in Okanagan on the 7th of July 2018. There were 152 runners at this event. In Denmark, the first park run was a mega park run, or a major, you'll have to excuse my pronunciation, and it was first run on 16th of May in 2009. 
Denmark has a total of seven park runs. The biggest park run was a major with 181 runners on the 29th of September 2018. Start times in Denmark are all 9am except for the northernmost park run of Faled Park Run which starts at 10am. In Finland the first park run was Tampere which started on the 14th of October 2017. Finland now has three separate park runs, Tampere, Toko Idranta and Vaskin Kanava. The largest of these is Tampere which had 112 runners on the 14th of April 2018. All three park runs start or will start at 9.30 and Tampere was, until recently, the northernmost park run in the world. In France, the first park run to be set up was Les Doines in Coubnezay. Please excuse my pronunciation once again on this. So that's Les Doines in Coubnezay on the 6th of May 2016. There are now eight park runs in France, the largest of these being Park Run Bois de Boulogne in Paris with 190 runners on the 7th of April 2018. They start at 9am each Saturday, the same as the UK. So that's covered a few statistics with the park runs abroad. In part 2 I'm going to be looking at the next section of the alphabet which begins with Germany. Today, my featured parkrun, as a tribute to the parkruns abroad, I'm going to look at the only one that Jay and I have actually done abroad in a little more detail, and that is Parkrun de la Rami, just south of Toulouse in the south of France. It's a nice picturesque parkrun on the edge of a lake, but also running through a wooded area which provides shade and a nice bit of variety. The parkrun is located at Bas de Sport et Loisirs de la Rami. As always, there is an emphasis on using public transport or walking to attend this park run. There is parking nearby, but it's not very large and it can fill up quickly, especially on fair weather days or if there's another event going on in the park. The surfaces in this park run, you start on uh, gravel and stone paths running alongside the lake before turning onto dirt paths through the trees, which I'd imagine might get a little muddy in the winter. After that you then vary between gravel paths, tarmac paths and at the very end a grass, grassy bit leading up to the finishing funnel. It's a relatively flat run all the way round with mild gradients but no real steep hills. There's roughly two laps but it covers different parts of the track in different directions so I'd advise that you pay attention in the briefing at the start if you're new to this track. Especially if you haven't run there before, there aren't many runners on this track so you need to know which way to turn at certain junctions. The finish is also not visible until you're less than 50 metres away, so check where it is before you start so you know which, which way you've got to be heading when you get to the last finishing straight. If you've got bags or any equipment or anything, they can be left on a picnic bench in the finish area as there'll be at least one volunteer in this area for the duration of the run. We didn't see any obvious uh, toilets in terms of facilities at this park run, but I'll be honest, there are lots of trees and bushes, so if you really need to pee before your run, I recommend using those. As mentioned before, there is a beautiful lake at this park run, which you run alongside near the start of the event. There are also sporting activities that you can do in the park, including water sports, and when we were there we saw some people fishing as well. There are picnic benches and green areas where you can have a picnic after your park run if that's something you want to do with the family. 
It's quite a small park run, so there's always a couple of volunteers around, but because the numbers are so low, they never have marshals actually out on the course. So again, I'm just going to remind you to pay, pay some attention to the uh, track layout, the course layout, when he's going through it at the beginning of the, br beginning of the uh, briefing. The most number of runners that has ever been in Park Run de la Rami was 38, and that was on the 4th of August 2018. Apparently there tend to be more runners in the summer when they get an influx of British tourists that quite like to take part in this park run. The fewest number of participants was on was three, and that was on the 7th of May in 2016. To date, there have been 130 runs, or 130 events I should say, at this particular park run. And the first one was on the 30th of April in 2016. As a final thought on this park run, I'd say this is an absolutely beautiful park to do a park run in, although, and I thoroughly recommend it if you happen to be in the vicinity of Toulouse for any reason. I enjoyed the variety of surfaces and the fact that the two-lap course didn't go round the exact same course twice. You had a bit of variety, you had to turn in different directions, so you've, it felt like almost a five-kilometre course without repeating yourself, as you only repeat small portions of the track. So now I'm going to take a look at the park runs that we've been up to this week. So my sister Nikki ran her regular park run at Barking and she ran in a time of 24 minutes and 19 seconds. This is uh, 10 seconds slower than her PB but I'll be honest 24 minutes and 19 seconds seems like a fantastically fast time to me. She was the fourth female out of 43 and she was 21st overall out of 112 people who took part in Barking this week. Jay and I both ran the Medina Isle of Wight park run this week. So this week we were visiting my grandmother on the Isle of Wight and we decided to go and take part in the only park run on the Isle of Wight which is the Medina Isle of Wight park run at Seaclose Park. It's an enjoyable mix of surfaces and an undulating course with no major hills. So you, most, you run most of it on grass but there are some sort of dirt and gravel tracks as well. And you also go through a wooded area and round some tennis courts, so there's quite a lot of variety on this one. You do two laps of the course and then finish on the grass close to where you've started through the finishing funnel. In addition, I'd like to give a shout out and say a very big thank you to all the Medina Park Run volunteers today. There were plenty of you guys. Uh, that might possibly be because the Isle of Wight Marathon is actually happening tomorrow, which I didn't know about until today. Uh, but there are enough of you guys to have plenty of marshals out on the course, one of you on every single junction, every single turn where you could possibly go wrong. You're all very happy, very smiley and very helpful, so thank you everybody. I particularly liked the, I think it was a mum with a three small boys on one far corner of the course, giving out free high fives as we all went past. Very good for uh, motivation and encouragement. So Jay and I did this one for the first time this week. Jay ran his uh, run this week in a time of 30 minutes and 58 seconds and he was the 115th male out of 142 and 160th out of 242 runners they had in total this week. I started running it and uh, like I say I was really enjoying this one with all the different surfaces. I think I quite like a variety of surfaces but unfortunately some maybe a third of the way into the second lap I felt a small pop on my second toe tendon and then it was I could barely run I could certainly barely walk for the rest of the course so I I, I did a mixture of shuffling and uh, walking for the rest of the second lap 
and because of this I was the 43rd female out of 100 and 155th out of 242 and I ran in a time of 30 minutes and 46 seconds I believe um, not not fantastic for me and I'll be honest I was absolutely gutted that I popped a I, I say popped a tendon it felt like popping a tendon but since then it hasn't swollen too much and it hasn't come up bruisey so I'm hoping it's just a minor injury and I'm hoping I'll be back to running in a few weeks because I've got a couple of uh, events outside of Parkrun coming up that I really want to take part in but it's always a it's always a bit of a, a a kick in the teeth if you will when you injure yourself especially when you're just getting back into running I've managed to do two training runs this week because I, I quite like like I've said before I quite like to do three runs a week in total that's sort of my sweet spot when I'm feeling really good about myself and I've just managed to get back into that routine by doing that this week and uh, I've now injured myself so I once again will not be running any training runs this week possibly not even running park run next week I have to wait and see how I feel for anyone else out there in a similar position to me who's either injured themselves in a minor or major way at park run, I would say just uh, go through all the motions. You've probably done this before, you know what to do. Elevate the foot or ankle or knee or whatever you've done. Ice it immediately after you've injured it. Take ibuprofen to reduce the swelling if you're able to take ibuprofen. And uh, rest as much as you can because if there's one thing that's worse than injuring yourself, it's trying to run or trying to do more exercise on it before you're ready and then making the injury worse and then it takes two three times as long to heal as it would have if you had just been very good shall we say been good in the first place so this time I'm absolutely determined to go by the book rest it as much as I possibly can and get over it as quickly as I possibly can as frustrating as I find this I know it's the right thing to do so now time for the marathon update Last week, I let you all know that Jay had received his commiseration package after we both entered the Virgin Money London Marathon ballot in the spring, but I hadn't yet received mine. And I was a little bit worried, well, worried on two fronts. Worried, first of all, that I wouldn't get a nice jacket. I was certainly coveting Jay's jacket, and that was the commiseration package. But also worried that I may have to run a marathon in the spring. And uh, especially now, given having injured myself, this is not something that... Uh, appeals. So the assumption was obviously Jay received his jacket because there were so many people entering the ballot it may have just taken them a little longer to send out everybody's jacket so we assumed that uh, my jacket might turn up during the week and the chances were I probably wouldn't be running the marathon. Well I can now reveal that this was exactly what happened so my commiseration package complete with rather nice running jacket was delivered during the week. So I'm I'm a little disappointed to have uh, not got into the London Marathon but also overwhelmingly relieved that I don't have to sort of do all the training for it especially because Jay and I ideally in a perfect world if we both enter we'd both like to get in in the same year I know this is unlikely because it's a random ballot but uh, if we were training together I think it would keep us both motivated and keep us both going we may try our luck again next year, see how we're doing in terms of running and in terms of injuries, obviously, of course. But I now do have a lovely running jacket for the wetter and windier park runs, and I will undoubtedly be facing those this winter, certainly if it's anything like last winter. I did take it out, um, so I took it out for a test run during the week. It was a little bit warm to be wearing it, but I, I just wanted to see how it felt, and it was very comfortable to run in, and it also has nice long sleeves to keep my hands warm. And I 
in addition to that, I'll be able to tell Joe's and my jacket apart because his has a nice grey trim and mine has a nice sort of purple-blue trim. I did wear it to the Medina Park Run this morning, but again, today it was um, unusually mild, so it was quite breezy, but it was really mild weather, so I found that I didn't actually need to wear a jacket today. So I ended up taking it off and putting it with all the bags on the uh, tarpaulin. Oh, I have to mention that. Very sensibly, Medina Park Run have a, a tarpaulin set out, and this is something that... I think quite a few park runs would benefit from. If it's raining or something, then you can prevent your bag getting as wet by putting it on the tarpaulin. And also, because everyone's bags are together, it's easier to keep track of them, easier to keep an eye on them. Less likely that someone else is just going to come along and pick something up that they shouldn't do. So to wrap up the uh, marathon section, I'd just like to ask if there's anyone out there. Did you enter the London Marathon Ballot this year? Did you get in? Is it your first time? Are you looking forward to it? Are you nervous? Or did you get a nice uh, commiseration running jacket? So drop me an email and let me know on stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or you can drop me a message on the Facebook page. Okay, next week I'm going to be doing a Halloween special in the lead up to Halloween at the end of this month. If you're going to be dressing up for your Halloween parkrun or celebrating Halloween by running around dressed as a skeleton or something, let me know on the Facebook page or by dropping me an email on stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com. I hope you all have a very good week. Stay frosty, parkrunners, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.